All right, all right. Happy Monday, everybody. TGIM. It's five o'clock somewhere. Let's address the elephant in the room. Armun's not here. Oh. He's got a raspy voice. <laughs> no, he's and got monkey pugs. <laughs> he's got monkey pugs. So we, we want to make sure, obviously, uh, not only our guests are... There you go. You want to mute it? There you thank go. You, thank you. Uh, we, we always want to make sure, obviously, our guests don't get sick, whether it's with COVID, the flu... If I mean, you could call it the same thing. Uh, anything, basically. So, uh, out of respect to our guest, Jill, uh, Armand decides to sit out today. And we also, also, we want to make sure his sexy voice is taken care of because we're going to need him for next week as well. That's what he gets paid for. So, he's <laughs> without that Gosh, voice. It doesn't bother me if someone's sick. If they have a fever, then that's another thing. But it doesn't bother me if people are sick. People are human beings. We get sick. It's so refreshing to hear that. Wow. I mean, like, <laughs> that I, tell, a smile on her I don't play, too. I don't play COVID anymore. And I say that in doctor's offices. I say it in dental offices. I do not play COVID anymore. People get sick. If you have a fever, absolutely stay home. Take care of yourself. If I have a fever, I'm not going anywhere. If my kids have a fever, they're not going anywhere. But if every, we're, people get sick, we're human beings. Jill, thank you. Bam! There you go. Uh, uh, okay, it's, it's funny. Okay, this is the third time, Jill, you're being with us. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your Monday to be with us, first and foremost. Thank you. The first time she was on, and we said this off the podcast, the first time she was on with us, a very different Jill, very reserved, very cautious, had to watch what she was saying. Second time around, she brought the Fab Mom wine glasses, which our wives still do have. That's okay. Uh, and it was more about, you know, tech talk about kids and staying off their iPads. And it was, you were kind of skewing to a different type of Jill. And now, congratulations being with Prager U. Thank you. And it's like a Jill Simonian we've been waiting for all this time. We're like, this is what we needed. And you know what? It's so refreshing to see you confidently speak about everything as far as COVID, schools, kids, all this stuff. I mean, it's uh, we were always afraid of cancel culture, cancel culture, but you're just like full steam ahead. Well, I have been canceled, and I can legitimately tell you that I've lost most of my friends and former colleagues who I used to have 
amazing, wonderful work relationships with. People don't, there's a lot of people who have, you know, really um, fulfilled me and just really warmed my heart in sending me notes saying, wow, thank you so much for speaking out. I, you know, thank you for telling the truth and just being very upfront in, 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 in the way your perspective and the way you see the world and especially what's happening in kids' education and what you're doing with PragerU Kids. There, there have been a lot of people who have sent positive things my way, but I mean, the other side of the coin is that I've lost a lot of friends. People don't want to associate with me anymore. All the television state, most most of the television stations, Los Angeles and National, that used to book me for different appearances when it came to parenting or pop culture commentary, I'll send them emails and they just don't respond to me anymore at all because I dare I you know I, I dare share an opinion that that challenges a lot of the garbage that we're all being fed, and so it's good on one side, but then on the other side, it's like, huh? And here I thought that person was my friend, but they weren't. Yeah, it's so sad. So you win. <laughs> I don't know. At the end of the day, you won, Joe. I guess. That was I a guess. good filtration. I, I guess. guess, yeah. I mean, it's just like, show me who your real friends are at that point. I mean, who's right. got my back? I mean, I mean <laughs> haven't you gone through that? I've definitely gone through that. Oh, yeah. filtration? Oh, oh yeah, easily. of course. Yeah, and that's true. Thing. That's true. It is. But yeah. it, it's so sad that, you know, having a certain view on certain topics can filter out people that you had a great relationship with. I mean, co- you said it, colleagues, yeah. friends. And it's actually broken up families as well. Oh, yeah. Brothers and sisters going at it over this. Right. Well, I'm lucky that uh, most of my family on my husband's side and my side, we pretty much all kind of feel so the, the same whole way. Family and see has things through sense? A, yeah, everyone has common sense. We oh. disagree about certain things, nuances here and there, but everyone has common sense. Jeez. We're reasonable. I don't begrudge anyone for having a different perspective about anything, anything, as long as you're reasonable about it. And which is, yeah, yeah, which is exactly, I mean, when you look at what the right and the left actually speak about, the right never argues as far as you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. I'm not going to be your friend anymore. It's more of a conversation. You have your opinion. I have mine. But as far as when the left, you disagree with them. Boom. Oh, you're, you're like the devil. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's it. You're done. You're, you're, you're canceled. I don't want to have anything to do with you. I don't want to have anything to associate with you. And, and it's sorry. It's sorry to say, but a lot of people call you the Trumpster. You're, you're, which you're is a Trump so weird. Which is so weird because you, who I have never said who I vote for, who I voted for, who I intend to vote for. Everyone on, I'm going to say that side, loves to project what they think, regardless of what the reality may or may not be. Yeah, I mean, you've you've been called a Trump, and you're one of the people yeah. that didn't even. I don't support Trump. Yeah, but it's it no was secret. But I mean, he has Edgar has certain values. He speaks about certain things, and you know, as soon as he speaks about it, they go, "Oh, you're a typical Trumpster." It's like, no, no, not what really. Are you <laughs> what are you what talking about? That? Yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? Just because I have certain values and opinions about certain things doesn't mean I'm necessarily a quote unquote Trumpster. But well, in a sense, when Trump Trump came around, people like me, it was a loss for us because I don't support the right or the left. In a sense, I feel like they're both complicit in everything that's going on together. Interesting. That's the way yeah, I, have, I can see. That, that. I have my own view on it, but well, I, can, I don't really like politicians that much, generally speaking. There you go. <laughs> on either side, hey, where you're, they're, at the end of the day, they're all the same shit. What can I tell you? But uh, tell us about PragerU, how you got into PragerU, and then we'll jump into some topics about, obviously, school and kids and the whole nine years. Sure. Okay. So what I've been doing the last year and a half since January 2021 
is I helped launch the PragerU Kids program, which a lot of people who follow you, they may or they may or may not know PragerU, PragerU.com. It's a digital online media company, free to watch videos about our society, about issues, about um, local, global, national issues, about free speech, about education, about uh, different things happening in the world, uh, polarizing topics, not polarizing topics, but everything that PragerU does is pretty much a um, educational celebration of uh, freedom of speech, diversity of thought, and discussion. And PragerU is famous for our five-minute videos, which break down very complicated worldly and uh, national concepts into five-minute educational videos. And there's a variety of other interviews um, and, and, and video content that is um, some, of its, some of its really scary and serious, given what we're dealing with now in this world. And then some of it is really, ju- you know, you'll watch a video about freedom of speech and you'll say, oh my gosh, why do people not, why, why do we, why do we, why are we squelching the first amendment when, you know, this is what we're based on. So PragerU Kids is for kindergarten through 12th graders. And what we're doing is we're filling the gap in our education system that is not teaching children about our American values or our American history. And um, we are a nation that was founded upon Judeo-Christian values. No, we were not founded upon slavery for any of the critics. Please read real history and read the Articles of Confederation and read the Constitution and read the Declaration of Independence. But but PragerU Kids is digital, free content for kindergarten through 12th graders. And um, we have story times called Otto's Tales, which features a cartoon version of Dennis Prager's favorite bulldog, Otto, that sits with him on his fireside chats. And I read the stories, and these are the books, and they're adorable books about history, and we've got about 11 of them now. And then there's different craft shows and history shows and animated shows, and it's um, it's for anyone. It's for parents who want to... F- who want to teach their public school children about our American values and histories that they're not getting in school. It's for private school parents who want to do the same thing. It's for homeschool parents. It's also for educators who want to include some video lessons in their classrooms that are not, um, are not created through a lens that, 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 that shoves a radical ideology down kids' throats through, you know, through, through what they say is education. So that's what we're doing. And you can check us out at PragerU.com slash kids. I'm in a lot of the videos. You can, you know, subscribe, get all the videos for free. <laughs> awesome. It, see, Prager, PragerU is nationwide, correct? It's international. Or it's, you guys are in all uh, international. Yeah, basically. it's, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a free website, PragerU.com. Now, are you guys getting pushback as far as from the left as far as Always. you guys are? How bad is it? Oh, always, always. I mean, there's always pushback. There's people that refuse to um, refuse to write articles that are actually true about us. They call us a right wing conspiracy machine, which is absolutely insane. YouTube continues to uh, censor videos that really have no reason to be censored. Uh, regular media outlets, television, online, print, newspapers, magazines, they refuse to write stories about us. Uh, you know, we launched all of these uh, books, these children's books, last year as for our kindergarten through second graders. This one is Today is Columbus Day, which is, if you didn't know, highly controversial. Indigenous People Day. Highly, con- no, 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 that's Thanksgiving. 
Is it? Yeah, you're missing yes, this you're, me- you're missing oh, it. Columbus Day, Day is. is in October, and it was established to recognize when Christopher Columbus discovered the New Hold World on, because you. Christopher Columbus brought Western civilization. He brought he brought Western civilization to the Americas, but people don't want to acknowledge that. So this was a very controversial book, literally talking about how Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492, and he discovered these lands that eventually led to the creation of our United States of America. So, you know, these days you don't want to teach kids that. God forbid. Hold on, what did they call? <laughs> what the hell did they call Columbus Day? That they changed it? No, Colu- oh, maybe it was Indigenous. But, well, I know it that was. they tried. I know that. I know that Thanksgiving was. Uh, you know. They, it, Thanksgiving was also hijacked. Yeah, Thanksgiving yeah. because basically they talked about it as being the same thing as Christopher Columbus, where they came in, they basically massacred everybody right. and took there over their land. There was fighting two ways. And we have, I mean, the funny thing is, is that we have academically renowned scholars, experts, philosophers, legitimate historians from Ivy League schools. We have all of these experts in our United States history who are on our website in our five-minute videos explaining all of this, which we use to create our children's content. We have, I mean, you know, academic experts renowned in their field explaining, listen, America's not perfect. None of us say that America's perfect. America has faults. Awful things have happened in our history. Awful things continue to happen. But we are the, we we happen to be the most free country in the world. And Absolutely. we are constantly working towards a more perfect union. And our schools right now are just trying to teach our kids to hate America, to not have pride in our country, and they're poisoning the minds of babies as young as four or five years old to poison their minds, to create a submissive population. Now, I know that a lot of people think, oh, this is conf- this, this is real. It's rooted in Marxism. Yeah. And that's what our education system is aiming to do now. I mean, so we get pushback all the time for what? For saying we need to teach our children to value and appreciate what America was based on. And then as they get older and mature and have the, the developmentally appropriate mind to analyze the faults and issues of our past, then let's discuss all of it. But they want to poison their minds against America first at the age of four and five. Because we, everybody <laughs> learns from their mistakes. I mean, yes. my, my dad has said that all the time. I'm sure your pops has said it yes, as well. You make a mistake, you get up, you brush yourself off, you move forward. That's, right. that's a life thing. At the same time, when you look at the history of America, yes, there we have there yes. have been certain things that have taken place that obviously not everybody is proud of. Absolutely right. It's happened everywhere in the world. But to not talk about it and to basically kind of brush it under the rug or change it to something else is actually doing a disservice to our children. I mean, you talk about it, you bring up the history, and you basically just continue to educate the children based off of facts. When it's age-appropriate for those kids. Of course, That's absolutely. That's the hitch. That is the most important thing. Absolutely. But now it's like, okay, because we went to school, kindergarten through sixth grade in America, and then middle school, high school. And everything was taught a certain way at a certain time, and... We turned out fine. <laughs> now it's well, a lot of people would disagree with you, probably. Wait, let's let's talk about the teachers. Who were your teachers? And look at the teachers today. Uh, that's I know, completely I know. different generation of teachers. M- my well, because niece, the unions have 
overtaken and yeah, hijacked the teachers' the unions are the main problem. They are. The districts are not as bad as the teachers' unions. Really? Oh, of course. The unions are the problem. The unions are the problem. The unions are what are have been politicizing our education. So, who's system. backing the unions then? As far as on a financial note, you, if you want to, if you want to kill the snake, you got to cut the head off. That's what. That's what you got to do. <laughs> Sorry, yes, yeah, yes. I interrupt. What were you saying? You were saying your kids, yeah. So, my, not my kids, but my daughter's going to be starting TK, which I'm terrified about. But my wife is telling me we'll be fine. And then obviously, there's some. GUSD pages as far as parents and stuff, they put me at ease as well as far as the school. But my niece is a middle schooler going into high school and going back to what you said, as far as the teachers are, dude, you got some insane-minded teachers teaching mm-hmm. these kids certain things. Yeah, um, I wouldn't let them babysit my dog, and these people are teaching my kids. Because at the, at the end of the day, it's like from kindergarten to sixth grade, a child is probably one of the most innocent things in the world. Mm-hmm. You leave them alone, let them be kids. There's mm-hmm. certain topics that are being pushed on these kids that is not okay. And I mean, we'll say it. We'll say it on the show. We've said it before in the in the past. And Dave Chappelle said it best: it's the alphabet people, the people that took twenty percent of the alphabet to themselves. And again, there's nothing wrong I, with the LGBTQ community, whatever you guys are. If you yeah, have a sexual preference. The times too. Times two, whatever it is. Just saying. But it's as far as with kids from K through six, leave them alone. Leave them alone. Teach them the math, the English, the history, the arithmetic, all that stuff. Why is it that you're, we're seeing more and more of K through six kids being taught things that they shouldn't be taught? Well, there's a great, I mean, uh, there's. We have many videos about this on PragerU, actually. Uh, one of the mini documentaries that I helped made along with the production team last year it was called Miseducated. And what I did, and it's on our website, uh, PragerU.com, and it was a 15-minute mini documentary that everyone should watch. And I interviewed various experts. Um, I interviewed Christopher Rufo, who's a, a critical race theory uh, journalist, investigative journalist, who's exposed, uh, he, he exposed the, uh, all of the recent stuff about uh, what Disney was doing in terms of their, um, their um, uh, agenda, I'll just say, um, in many of their movies. Um, I interviewed a woman by the name of Brenda Lebsack from Orange County. He used to be a school board member who's an expert in uh, the sexual education in California. And then I also interviewed a former teacher from uh, Texas and then California who uh, who really told his story about how he was specifically instructed by administrators to pretty much treat students different based on their race um, and their heritage, which, which is, in fact, racism. But uh, in this documentary, Miseducated, uh, the, the sex education expert Brenda Lebsack really broke it down well, and she said that the – Standard. The national standards for sex education come from um, a variety of organizations. One of them being uh, one of them called SECUS, S-E-I-C-U-S, and there's all these organizations that have bought into this Marxist ideology. And what they do is they create these standards that you know state by state has you know each state has the ability to uh, create their own statewide standards for education and california we know is the most you know very very far leaning left so they tend to 
adopt all of these radical ideologies into their sex education in the name of being progressive. Um, but another reason why they're being taught, so, so, so it's very complicated and it sounds very far-fetched, but in a nutshell, the reason why our children are being taught so many radicalized, politicized, age-inappropriate things is because the teachers that are now teaching our children were radicalized in college through a Marxist agenda through their colleges. This started happening decades ago. Decades ago. We're literally Marxist uh, perspectives were put in to education because if you can get to, if you can teach children how to victimize themselves, how to feel less than, how to uh, un, 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 unwittingly be, I'm just going to say the word abused, because everyone knows if you, like, if when you're teaching children as young as four, five, six, um, things about sex and sexual orientation, that is abuse. And what happens when a child is abused in a sexual way is that they automatically become a victim. They go into a shell. They go into a, you know, a, a fight or flight a turtle. You know how a turtle like pops his head back into his shell to protect himself. You, the, the purpose for all of this happening in education is rooted in Marxism to create, dare I say, for lack of a better word, a slave society. And I don't say this lightly. Trust me. I know that I sound uh, for, to many people, there, there's got to be a lot of people that watch this that say, what is happening? You know, what is going on? This is what is happening. To understand what's happening, you have to understand Marxism. You have to understand the, the, the root of Marxism. You have to understand how Marxists infiltrate our systems, our education system, our corporations. There, th this has been going on for decades. And I was, frankly, very, very asleep about all of this. But thanks to COVID... I woke, woke up, up. Yeah. and many people woke up. Jill, the college system and the, has been gone for years. The college now. system has it's been gone for years. It's yeah, sold out. Completely. Yeah, and the college system, especially the Ivy League, they're they're the people that are educating the future educators of America. So this is trickled down from 20, 30 years ago. I mean, I remember, you know, five years ago, I used to hear people who were homeschooling, and I used to think, wow, okay, that's a little different. That's really not, eh, that's a little, they're a little off. They're, no, those were the people who saw this coming from 10 miles away. And, you know, there's just been, I mean, look at, look at, look at what's happened the last two years. All of these strange things that people pegged as conspiracy theories have come true. Yeah. Oh, they're going to make you show your uh, digital pass to be able to go to school or to go into a restaurant. No, that's conspiracy. No, it came true because people's children have to show a digital pass to get an education Every now that we, the taxpayers, day. are paying for. Every single day, my yeah. kids have a daily pass to yeah. go to school. For what? Day. Health check. Right. Health check. Because why? Immediate death. Because my kids tend to get Despite sick every time all they data? go to school. <laughs> no, I mean, like, this is, the, it's so tangled. And it's really, frankly, you know, on a Monday night when I've had a crazy day filled with, you know, jam-packed, it's hard to articulate. But once you start educating yourself and, you know, I, I, it's like I've mentioned PragerU.com many times. There's a lot of other different resources besides PragerU.com. But once you start educating yourself and putting all of the pieces together, you can't unsee it.
And there's organizations like, you know, a lot of people say, oh, why are you, uh, why are you, um, um, you know, why are you down on, um, there's an organization called CASEL, C-A-S-E-L, and it stands for Collaborative for Academic and Social Emotional Learning. It's a national organization, and they create all of these S-E-L programs that are now the hottest, trendiest thing in school, social emotional learning. You'll hear oh, about it if you haven't yet. So listen, social emotional learning years ago started as a decent concept to for teachers and administrators in school districts, public and private schools, to use to emotionally prepare students for when they walked into the classroom. I mean, the rea- listen, listen, listen. And it's the no reality- accident. The name they're using no, listen, is but I'm very gonna close tell you to something. ESL on purpose. I'm going to I'm gonna tell you this, though. So CASEL, this national organization that sets the standards for all these SEL things happening in schools, they, they have now, in the last few years since 2020, and I've talked to tons of experts about this, They've established their standards based on social justice. They said an SEL, a social emo- social emotional learning, used to be when kids entered school, you put your uh, you know smiley or sad face on the board so that the teacher is aware how you're feeling that morning, so that she can prepare you for maybe five or six minutes to learn. Because as you know, as as much of it, you know, a child's wellness. The parent is responsible for a child's wellness, but we know that there are a lot of kids in this day and age who do not have a solid family parental unit to prepare them for school. So the, you know, school started doing this. Organization said we need to prepare our kids so that when they enter the classroom, they're ready to learn. Fine, great. Okay, so what started as an intention um, that was frankly good has now uh, been, you know, mutated into a program, Castle created, that says that social-emotional learning is not valid unless it is through a racial social justice lens. So CASEL has adopted all of these things. If you go to CASEL.org, you will find, you click on a couple menu items that say the format. It's CASEL.org, yeah. It's a government organization. So you will find a circle graph that has the child at the center of this circle, and it says social-emotional learning, and then the next rung out is the schools, and then the next rung out is the community, and then the next rung out, and it might be switched. You, you'll have to you'll have to check it out. I can't remember off the top of my head. But the third rung out are the parents. So what they're trying to do is separate the child from the parents when it comes to knowing where a ch- where when it comes to teaching a child where their emotional wellness should come from. Where it should so be the opposite, though. It should be the parents should be the foundational. Hundred percent. Yes. And what do cults do? The first thing, you, when you, someone joins a cult, the first thing they do, that cult does, is to separate that person from their family. family. Son of a bitch. So, I, I mean, I hate this, to... This is a, the government is a cult. Yes. Person. No, I, I mean, it's really weird. And the deeper and deeper, and I mean, part of my job at PragerU Kids is, you know, we make the shows that people would like to try and argue otherwise, but we make the children's shows... Um, for that there really aren't political. There's nothing political about teaching and celebrating freedom. There's nothing political about teaching responsibility. There's nothing political about, you know, teaching, teaching our children uh, how immigrants come to this country and work hard and make it. There's nothing political about any of that. Those are all things that unite us. But part of my other job with PragerU 
is as a mother to really dive into what is happening on the underbelly of our education system and create the programming that that is frankly a resource and a guiding tool that parents can use to reject all of this garbage that's coming at kids. How involved are you with your kids in their school? 100%. So we were in what's known locally in Southern California as a stellar overperforming school district. And we moved to this school district 10 years ago for the specific reason of being in that public school district. And last year, my husband and I made the very, very difficult but most amazing decision to pull our children out of that school district and find an educational alternative that forces none of this garbage in. I mean, I the, the final straw in pulling our children out was me watching, and I was on the PTA at our local overperforming stellar school district that everyone moves to the area for. I was on the PTA. I was very involved. I had personal conversations with the principal who told me that the Pledge of Allegiance is tricky and that she wanted her teachers across the board to stop saying the Pledge of Allegiance because she didn't want to exclude a child if they didn't uh, believe it or if they were offended about it. Your kids don't know the Pledge of Allegiance. You need to teach your kids the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. In the house, but at the yeah. schools. No, no it's terrible. They don't do it. Th- How are these no. children supposed to unify through our differences? That's my question. We and did the Pledge of Allegiance yes. every, every day before. Day. Yes. Every single day. There are, yes. We say it in the car and they're like, wow, we oh. don't have that. Well, you see, know, we remember. And, <laughs> and that is what's happening because when you break apart the few things that all of us can stand and do together. You're gonna. You're not gonna have a country anymore. Because that's union. That's that's. They don't. That's yeah. People together. Yes. That's, and there were. I mean, like that. no. And in my school, di- my former school district, where my kids were at, that they are no longer at. Thank goodness. The final straw was me watching Zoom videos of the principal and her staff having. Um, analytical discussions about the book white fragility which i don't i don't i am fine with reading books and discussing them i don't care what but you we anyone can read any books and discuss them no matter where they are on the political spectrum as long as you're not trying to inject those politicized ideas into the classroom but i watched the zoom of a principal our former principal and her staff and teachers uh on what was supposed to be a you know teacher in service day yeah. on teacher time on taxpayer time discussing white fragility discussing how they can inject the ideals of white fragility into classrooms and do whatever they can to educate the parents or excuse me to educate the children, children in the classrooms with or without the parents consent and they were purchasing different curriculums to include in the classroom without the approval of the school board without the approval or knowledge in, you know, informed consent of parent, nothing. And I'm watching this and I'm thinking, this is wrong. Like parents and teachers are supposed to be partners. There's a lot of good teachers out there. Of course there are. But then those teachers have the backing of the district. At Glendale Unified School District, there was a teacher teaching teaching that mm-hmm. sort of yeah, yeah. disgusting behavior right? to kids yeah. while on Zoom. Yeah. And when the parents complained... This teacher got backing from the district. Yeah, it's well, terrible. She, she asked for backing. And she got it. And they said, you know what? Don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. No, it's supposed to be 
these are third grade kids. Mm-hmm. These kids have, and mind you, in that video, it said, it was, it was an actress. God, I forgot the actress's name, but it said that woman was like, oh, I got sexually aroused when I saw her in a, in a certain movie. What the hell is a third grader doing listening to that shit? No, it's ridiculous. It's child abuse. A hundred percent. It is. But when you ask them, well, no, you know, they're, 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 they're seeking guidance. They're seeking this. No, they're not seeking shit. You know what really ticks me off? And th- I mean, it's no secret. These school boards. These are elected officials who, quite frankly, many of the school board members, elected officials, seem to be more concerned with being liked and staying out of the fray than really delivering the job that they were elected to do. 100%. They don't want to It's they don't really disappointing. I've had an elect I've had this is no joke and I'm not going to say the name because I know you guys know this person. I had an elected school board member send me a note saying now first of all this person has expressed uh, uh, sincere support for what I've been doing at PragerU uh-huh. and with PragerU kids. This person expressed sincere support and has told me, I follow you, keep going, I'm behind you. Yet at the same time, this particular person sent me a note saying, you know, oh, Jill, you should ask this person in this group about this topic because I don't know if they actually live in the district. And my response to this person was, no, you should ask that person because you're the elected official 100%. and people want you to be involved and engaged. They're scared. And it's, scared I'm of. so tired of people being scared. And I know, I, I mean, I'm a little prickly today. I am so tired of parents, teachers, school board members, elected officials being scared it's there's no time for being scared anymore 100 percent. the more you here's the thing and they're the minority guys 100 percent. yeah the more you're scared the more they'll take advantage of the situation because they'll be like okay you know what let's it's a fear tactic let's scare them like this if we tell them you don't abide by it then we'll tell them we'll do this everybody freaks out this is why when the when the moms got up and they actually went to the school board for glendale usd and they were talking about the zoom class that took place the one thing that I was disappointed about was where are the dads as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, where are the dads? That's there, true. There's over Very a thousand well people on those GUSD and Burbank USD school board pages. All thousand of you, if not two thousand of you, since there's husbands and wives, should be there. We are not the minority. We are the majority. And if they see more and more people stand up against this bullshit, the more they will back down. Guys, a lot of the curriculum that these that these uh, school boards and these teachers pick up, they can pick and choose the curriculum. That that's something that they don't say to you. Mm-hmm. The teachers have a choice in all that. Well, the, the school, it comes from the state. It comes but... from the state, but you can pick and choose the curriculum that you teach. If you're electing certain people to the school board, make sure you're electing the right pick people that will pick the right curriculum to teach your children. And, the, and, and and there needs to be accountability, too. 100%. I can't tell you how many times I, prior to leaving my school district, well, because you, you have to walk a fine line because you don't want your kids retaliated against because they will be retaliated against. Again, fear tactic. And, yes, and I'll tell you what happened. 
So, but this here's a personal story. So before I pulled my daughter out, oh, I want to read hate mail too. Can we read hate mail? No hate. Oh, mail. you got you got support here. Actually. <laughs> Everybody's loving you. I want to be. I want. I want hate. I want to read hate mail. No, I love so, hate mail. Somebody was actually the hate mail is going to come later after the podcast oh, is actually. Okay, I got you. So yeah, okay. people that don't have the balls to say it now, they, they'll say it later. Say but somebody later. was. It was in the, up in the comments. I don't remember exactly who it was, but she said we need more Jills in this world. Oh. Well, that person can be. It's up to her. She can. There's no reason. I'm just a regular mom. There's things that I need to do research on. I have brain fog just like everyone else. Uh, my words don't come out uh, correctly all the time. I, I mean, literally, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's scarier to think about, oh, I should speak up rather than when you actually do it. Yeah. It's really not after you do it, you're like, oh, okay, that really wasn't that bad. And, and you will be retaliated against sometimes, but you can handle it. I mean... You can handle it. I think the biggest fear is going back to, you know, what you just said about, you know, retaliating against the kids. Oh, I have to tell you the story. Yeah, but keep going. But imagine if you get up as a parent and you go complain to the school board, to the principal, the vice principal, to a teacher. Mm -hmm. And then the next day your kid has to go to class. No, it's hard and it's awful. I, the last thing I would want is for, God forbid, to, for that child, whether it's your niece, whether it's your nephew, yeah. whether it's your son, whether it's your daughter, if I can say that, uh, <laughs> to be bullied by the teacher, by the principal, by whoever it is. Because at the end of the day... Are they, you going to see any of that? That's another that's, question. That's the thing. You, don't, you won't see it. You won't see it. And, uh, you know, your kid's going to come home. They're going to they're going to say something, you know, as far as the teacher said this, the teacher treated me this way, the principal said this. The well, then that's harassment. No, another thing is kids won't say it. You, not all well, kids see, are going to come that's to you. Hard, that's the hard part, and that's what makes us as parents, it requires us to really dial in and go above and beyond maybe what we're used to or what we have been doing in the past. My kids now, uh, I mean, we, ever since... Ever since we were in our former school district, I really, I sat down with them. And I, I mean, my kids were older. They were not five. They were more along the lines of like um, eight and nine or maybe nine and ten at the time when I saw a lot of this going down and I was really in a conflicted state with our former school district. But I told my kids, I go, listen, there's some teachers that are doing things that are wrong. And in an age-appropriate way, I did explain it to those kids. I said, that does not go with our values here. That does not uh, go with um, our belief in in god and our um our appreciation for america and our community and i'm just telling you that i'm having conversations with your teacher and you keep being your amazing self and you keep doing your homework and you keep participating and you keep being a good kid in class and you be an absolute joy because that's what your job is and my job is to make sure that the schools and the parents are working together. So long story short, what ended up happening, one of my daughters had, was in a class with a teacher who was very, very uh, skewed, we, we shall say. And I brought up many times how I had concerns or questions or, you know, the worksheets would come home about the gold rush and all of the questions on the worksheet were not about the California gold rush, but rather they were about uh, racism. And I, you know, I would write, I would literally write on the worksheet, hi, 
thank you for this worksheet. Please check your email. And then I would email the teacher and I would say to my daughter, you do not answer these questions because these are, they're, they're, they're wrong. They're not educating you. They're trying to get you to think can, something. Can you remember any of them? Cause I'm, was, I'm curious I what they were. I, I, you know what? It was, it was something to the effect of, they were, they were questions about, uh, why was there so much racism? Who was racist to who in California? They, it literally, it just, it, everything was taught through a racial lens. So I Derek. sent the thing. Finally, the whole thing came to a head. And I had to, I got called into the principal's office to meet with the principal and the teacher. And I sat there and the teacher sat there and the principal sat there and we all had to wear our stupid face diapers. And, you know, and I sat there with my stupid face diaper on and I listened and the one thing that I told them, I go, you are marginalizing all of us. You got you, you have to just be upfront and tell them, like, you don't want to be exclusive. You want to be inclusive. You're not including my point of view. The parent's primary responsibility is to be involved in the education of our children. And like, like castle.org, you'll see on castle.org, they're trying to separate the child from the parent. They're trying to separate it. So it's our job to make sure that we remind them that that glue must stay intact. And the teacher at the end of this one hour meeting turns to me and said, you know, I've been thinking about this and you and I just differ on so many perspectives. This was in the middle of the school year, middle of the school year. She said, your daughter is such an amazing girl and she's just I love having her in class and she's a joy but I think it best that we transfer her to another class and I looked at that teacher I go no you're not I go you will not punish my daughter and eject her out of the class that she has been in all year to plop her into another class because you are incapable of recognizing what is right and what is wrong and what is appropriate in classroom. I go, no, you will not be transferring my daughter out of your class. My daughter will stay in your class. I will be on top of her work and you will teach what is appropriate. And they looked at me shocked that I didn't want my daughter out of the class. No, you're not going to punish my daughter. Yeah. Do you know what that'll do psychologically? Yes. Oh, I think I had to switch classes. Why mommy? No, no, I'm not doing that. Unbelievable. Crazy. Unbelievable. But then think about it. Jill's the only parent in that classroom that's saying something. There were a couple more parents, but most of them were scared, and most of them are out to lunch, quite frankly. No one's paying attention. See, that's the problem. A a lot of the parents are not involved in this school curriculum, in in what their kids are doing. And even opening backpacks. Open your kids' backpacks. There is no privacy Below the age of 18. See, Open your kid's backpack and go in your room. under my roof? Yes. They can be 28. Yes. I don't give a shit. Yes. Remember what, remember what, remember what Teddy said? He goes, those are my offsprings. Those yeah. are my investments. Yes. And you better yes. not touch them. It, it's as simple as that. Absolutely. It, it comes, if, if your kid is coming home and your kid is not communicating with you, you communicate with them. How was school? What did you learn today? Did anybody say anything to you that kind of bothered you? Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. I don't like, and, and kids are kids. Like, my kids come home. What'd you do today? Nothing. I go, you can't get away with that answer. I need something. I'm, I'm not going to think about it. I'm not. I go, force yourself. Tell me something. Force yourself. I go, I'm not letting you do this until you tell me. Yeah. Like, you do. I mean, I, it, it, I hate. I, 
you have to be somewhat of a dictator as a parent. They're going to thank you later. Yes, of course they are. Because when we were growing up. I have a great relationship with yeah. my kids. They tell me stuff now because I conditioned them to do that from the 100%. age that they were five. See, when we were growing up, I never went home and asked, told my parents how my day was. No, no kid does. No one asked. It was a different, <laughs> yeah, no, no one asked. But it was a different culture. Yeah. It was a different culture. Well, and look, Our parents is different, man. Absolutely. Really different. But we grew up, well, we came from a society where it was a Marxist, socialist, communist society where it was kind of like, we're in America, you better get your ass up and say the Pledge of Allegiance and thank God oh. every single day that you're here. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's the complete opposite. It's like, I'm now I'm completely shocked that your kids aren't saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. That was every morning, bro. Yeah, every from. So here's a question. So wait, how old are your kids? Nine and ten. Okay, so here's a fun experiment that you can do. It takes a little bravery, but this is what I had my older daughter do when that that skewed teacher was not doing the Pledge of Allegiance. Buckle up, everybody. I had no. It's really not that radical. I mean, if these schools and districts are serious about inclusivity. Your kid can go to class, and you can you can pair them up with like a couple kids. If you know that there's a couple kids in that class, they can approach the teacher and say, "Can we lead the class today in the Pledge of Allegiance?" And if that teacher says no, well, isn't that non-inclusive? <laughs> turning, turning the tables on these people. Is I mean, this is. I'm sorry, but you know. And the thing is, all these people making these decisions. Majority of them are over 40 with no kids. I know. There's a lot. That's what's tripping me. I know. Though. There's a lot. Why are they all 40 and above, no kids, no marriage, yet you want to tell me how to run my marriage, my kids, and my family? Well, because, Why? because they don't believe in the values that you believe in. They do not believe in Judeo-Christian values. Well, they do it. not believe she in said, the values. How how long ago was it? Thirty years ago, when this Marxist bullshit was being presented to people, guess how old those Marxist bullshit kids were? Yeah, they were kids. Yeah, they were bred a certain way, and now they're forty, not married, no kids, no family values. And what are they doing? They're going in there and they're voting for these bullshit officials to go in there and basically manipulate our kids. That's the problem. It's crazy. I mean, it really is. I hate to. And they mess it up for the good teachers. Thank they you, do. Levick. That's a good one. There is a do. lot of good teachers still left in, there are. In, the, in our schools that do care about our kids. There are. And because of these pricks, they're taking the bad name. And know? they're being and those teachers are being bullied because of the unions. The unions are bullying them and saying you, you know, we're we're you if you don't think like that us, we're you're not we're gonna make it hard for you in your place of work. And and that bullying teacher Teacher-to-teacher bullying is real. I've known teachers who have written to us, you know, at PragerU, on my Facebook, everything. I know teachers that say, I have been bullied by my peers, and it's just not worth it. And my heart goes out to them. It's awful. Uh, And they're all paying student loans till now anyways. (laughs) The worst worst part is some of these teachers that get into a school – They'll stay there for a very, very long time, get their tenure, and they're golden. And then they start pushing their bullshit agendas. Yes. And, and they're more, more and more of them are getting to that level at this time. Well, of course they are. Once they're, yes. once they're in, once they kind of build their foundation and the framing's up and they're starting to stucco everything out, 
That's it. Good luck. Good luck demoing Time that. For finishing job. <laughs> Seriously, but I remember my niece was telling me there was kids that would wear certain hats, right. a red hat to school. Okay. That said a certain something on it. Save mm-hmm. America, keep America uh-huh. great, or make America great. Those kids were suspended. Mm-hmm. But then there but was the other ones weren't. But the other ones that so would wear, wear a pussy hat, that's okay. The other ones would wear the pink hats. The other ones that would wear rainbow hats, other types of hats. They were fine. Wow. It's like okay, why? If that kid has a certain value, that's not inclusive, certain, as Jill would it's say. It's not inclusive. <laughs> so what happens in that case? I mean, can parents not go in and, and say, "Listen, I, I gave him the hat." Yeah, you just go in there and you use the you use the this is non-inclusive and if you don't want this then you better you know you better prohibit it across the board. I don't think there should be any political messaging by way of a poster or a flag or a hat or a t-shirt. I don't think political messaging belongs in schools at all and no reasonable educator thinks that political messaging belongs in schools. No reasonable person thinks that. It, it's it's just sad where we're headed towards, and it's in California most of the time, and in no, obviously it's well, everywhere. Really? Yeah. Florida? Yeah. No, Texas? it's everywhere. No, you think Florida's a red state or something? Come on, man. Well, yeah, as far as with their everywhere. kids and stuff, it's everywhere. Well, Florida happens to have a governor that's fighting. Common sense. But it's it's everywhere i mean there's we get so we have this we have a membership program called Prager resources for educators and parents and it's basically anyone who wants to donate to support all of our kids videos to continue to be made we have this club and people parents and teachers and they write in and say oh i'm in tennessee and this was uh this this was in my kid's classroom or I'm in Kansas and this is in my kid's classroom and this curriculum is coming to my kid's class and, oh, they got rid of the AP math classes at my school in Michigan or, you know, just states that you wouldn't think. Do you think it's a – because 600,000 Californians left California last year. Right. And obviously they spread out all across America Mm -hmm. from Nevada to Texas to Florida, everywhere. Do you think it's basically that ideology that's basically moved out? Because six hundred thousand is a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I I'm not a How many sociologist. More I have no idea. But but all of these things, these educational standards, a lot of them come from that. The standards are created by various national organizations, and the national organizations that create these curriculums and standards and roadmaps for different states to pick and choose from, they're the organizations that have. The people working in them who have been, frankly, indoctrinated so through the the their snake, education. Arno. Yeah. Arno, do you remember? You I mean, there's organizations. There yeah. There's organizations. There's the, the national. Oh, my gosh. Why can't, I mean, literally, you guys, I, I'm, my brain is having the hardest time today. It's, the, it's, it's a national organization that, accre- that uh, accredits private schools. And this national or and, and private schools receive um, accreditation from this national organization. And I still want to look it up right now. It's called the NNC. Uh, uh, I can't remember. Someone good. knows it. Yeah. But this national organization is responsible for accrediting 
private schools. Private schools cannot get, you know, their accreditation, which means they can't be legitimate unless they get the stamp of approval from this particular organization. And this organization has said, we are not going to accredit you unless you include social justice, racial justice, LGBTQ ideology, you know, like all of these things. And so these schools are being put in a corner where if they refuse or reject or push back everything, they don't get their accreditation. And the, and the whole the thing's a mess. Too. The yes. funding as well. Yes. Those those schools that want more funding, they just teach whatever they're told. As long as they're being well, good administrators, good as in good boys yeah. and girls, good boys and girls, no, it's, they're fine. It's very complicated, and there's all these. It, it's very. The word I keep going back to is it's all very tangled. What about? Have you ever heard of a voucher system? Yes, for school choice. I'm trying to educate myself about it. Who was on our <laughs> a podcast? A little bit more. There's pros and cons, yeah. 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 So, I mean, maybe a voucher system where, you know, yeah, our, our tax money is going to funding this stuff. Maybe some sort of voucher system where the parents are paying for whatever the kids need to be taught. Because, I mean, with the way we're going with everything, it's, dude, we're going we're gonna to turn into this Marxist, leftist, socialistic, communist country well yeah where we're everybody's there. yeah everybody's can't i hope we're not halfway we're there. halfway there do you think we might be halfway awake with i don't everything? know i don't know i'm telling you i don't know this is i mean it's getting That's weird scary, halfway there it is how we're, does five percent of the population I, just say that, I say that as a regular mom person i'm not claiming to be an expert in this at all i mean i i am continually trying to educate myself and sometimes i sometimes i make a mistake as a per, i am a person i am You're a regular a mom being. but we are look at all of the things that have been compromised now our kids nobody says the pledge of allegiance half the kids don't even know it half the kid most kids can't even name the founding fathers most kids think the declaration of independence and the constitution are the same thing they're not by the way <laughs> <laughs> i mean they don't know they don't know and these are things admittedly I was not an expert in. There's a lot of U.S. history that I do not know, did not know, and the last few years in creating these PragerU Kids shows, I mean, my job is to research and educate myself, and I say, oh, my goodness, children need to know this stuff. 100%. Yeah. I mean, just that reel you did last week about Flag Day. Oh, yeah. As, you know, as somebody in their 30s who went to school here, you know, we thought Flag Day was, uh, you know, just Flag Day. But, dude, there's there's a history behind our flag. Yeah, there's a history behind our flag. Yeah, and obviously some of the flags that we've had, yeah, they've been, they haven't been the greatest flags in the world. But <laughs> it's taught in school. You learn from it. You move forward. I mean, dude, you look at the stars, you look at the stars, the stripes of our flag. We're supposed to be proud of it. But there are people that are the complete opposite. They look at it and they go... Oh God! It's a it's such a racist flag. It's this. It's that. It's like no man, no. But then people have died for that flag. Yes. At the same time, our borders to leave are open. Get the fuck out. Leave. <laughs> what you think they'll leave? You they don't were... like this country. Leave. Bro, they were supposed to leave well, when Trump tried, won the first election. Have you tried uh, crossing over into Mexico, driving out of here. They Bro, do not check you. You're welcome to leave. Okay, but let me ask you this. What do you think happens when from South America they go into Mexico? How strict it is there? That's what I'm telling you. Leaving America, yeah, going into Mexico, you do not get checked. What, do you think you get checked when you come in? 
Yes. As long as you got that blue, nice passport, you're fine. Okay. Or seek it's asylum. It's something, bro. It's something, <laughs> all right? At least you have something there. I mean, we're not going to talk about border security right now, but the fact that you hate your country. Leave. Leave. Go live in a communist country for six months. We've offered people. You go live there. We're going to buy your flight. One way. We'll buy it. And expenses you. for a year. Yes. But you can't come back for you 10 can't years. No come back for 10 years. You up on the yeah. No, they're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you come back. Remember all those well, stars that were going to leave when Trump got elected? Well, yeah. Did any of them here, leave? Here's the, I know. And here, here's the reality. Why do people continue to risk, literally risk their lives to come here daily? Risking their lives to come to America daily if it is worse than other places in the world. Sending Why? Their, sending their children with complete strangers? Yes. Why? Because we live in the greatest country I in know, the world. I know, we do. And it's not perfect. No, it can't. But it's, it's kind of as good as it gets. Yeah, look around the world. It is. I'm sorry. Name me anybody who's even watching this. Name me one country where it's better to be a minority besides America. Yeah. One country. I do look at the comments. I'm trying. I can't see that far. <laughs> every, every, everybody's everybody's basically just everybody's loving you. I want to answer questions about school. It's, so hey, you guys, if you guys have any questions regarding schools, put them up. But everybody's kind of you're you're doing it. You're answering everything. I don't even know. Wants, so. Oh, thank you. That's very nice. But, I'm telling you, my brain is so fried. But yeah, I mean, dude, in in England itself, I mean, there was people where you know because we were in London a couple of years ago pre-COVID. You know, there were people that were that would even say, like, you know, what is it like to live in the United States? Oh, you guys are from L.A. How is it in L.A.? I mean, shit was starting to hit the fan already, but it was like, oh, yeah, you know, this is this is what it's like. And they're like, oh, I, you know, I would love to live in America. I would love to live in, you know, Los Angeles. It's like, oh, okay. And then you speak to people in Armenia. You speak to people in uh, Greece, places where, you know, it's not the greatest place to live in the world. And you tell them all the time, you say, you know, would you would you leave your country for America? And they say hundred percent, hundred percent. They'll go. You know, I don't I don't know what it is about the people living here, and it's it's the ones that were bred here that are trying to l- ruin what we have. It's very yeah, it's very strange. And I think I mean I here's the thing I t- I literally I teach Sunday school okay at one of our local Armenian churches. I'm uh-huh. a Sunday school teacher. And going to Armenian well church done, and Sunday Jill. school. Yeah, I do. It's been I mean, it's been like a few years, but I grew up in the Armenian church, and and church was always a big part of my life. My dad's family, his his dad, when they came to Central California, they built literally built uh, the first Armenian churches in California. And my mom was an organist uh, from the time I was a little girl in our church, and so I grew up in the church. And I am a religious person. I, I, you know, I am a Christian. I, I attend church. I believe, I, you know, everything. And I never, ever, prior to these last couple of years, I never had any kind of an issue. And, and this might sound weird, but like I said, I've woken up a lot the last few years. I never had previously any kind of an issue of just keeping religion and uh, education separate. I never had an issue because I thought, you know what? We are in America People believe in all different things. We should be able to worship different things. Jews, Christian, Muslim. We should be able, everyone should be able to worship how they choose. That was, that's one of the foundations of our country. However, 
the last couple of years, and I was not taught this, the foundation of America was, in fact, Judeo-Christian values. The founding fathers referenced God, how our rights come from God, therefore no man can take them away. Our country was founded upon Judeo-Christian values. And yes, you can come here and seek refuge and worship as you please, but we are a country based on Judeo-Christian values. And I now think that having God removed from any and all mention at any school at any time has been the root of this problem well, that we've seen. It's even and on the currency. In no, God we in trust. God we, our, our mottos, in God we trust, liberty, and e pluribus unum, out of many one. Those are our American mottos. We've got an auto tales book about it. There Dennis, you go. Dennis Prager's The American Trinity, talking about our mottos and the root, the foundation of our mottos. But, yeah, George Washington, historically, prayed at Valley Forge, many many people say. And, I mean, our country was founded upon Judeo-Christian values, and there's nothing wrong with kids at an elementary school saying one nation under God. Let that unite us. Yeah. Let it unite us. Let us acknowledge this country of freedom, the most freedom in the world, was established with Judeo-Christian values. You are free to worship however, whatever, or none ever that you choose. But if you want to be free, you are living in this country based on Judeo-Christian values. And having that mentioned in the schools is not negative. It's a positive thing for children to learn. It's like God can be a number of things. Whether you're, you know, you whether you're Jewish, whether you're Christian, whether you're Muslim, mm -hmm. when you say God, it's like, okay, you want to worship your God? Go ahead and do it. By all means, it's a free country. So when you're getting up and you're saying the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty mm -hmm. and justice for all, let it be your God. It doesn't sure. have to be Jesus Christ. It doesn't have to be Muhammad. It doesn't have to be, you know, X, Y, Z God. It doesn't matter. It's, it's whoever it is that you want it to be. Well, and the, found, the, the purpose of saying one nation under God is that God gives us our rights. That's why we're free. And, in, I mean, in the Bible, God gave the Ten Commandments saying, I freed you. He told the, I freed you from slavery. These are the rules that you must live by. You must live by a moral code yeah. if you want to be free. You said morals. I know I shouldn't say morals, oh, oh <laughs> but God. anyway, that's an <laughs> offensive word nowadays. It's <laughs> crazy. It's and the morals, you know, everyone deserves to be treated with dignity and respect. I really, I mean, that is that the golden rule. Everyone deserves to be treated with dignity and respect. Whatever happened to treat others the way you would want to yes. be treated? Yes, that's not that doesn't exist anymore. It's out the door. It's done. It's out the door, and it's and the sad part is, is it, I blame a lot of the parents for it. The parents need to implement that. It's like you know what. Would, would you like societies that way? Not would you like it if mm -hmm. Would you like it if Edgar did this to you? No. Why are you doing it to Edgar? Well, and in California schools now, and this is another problem, but in California schools, it's extremely, extremely, extremely difficult and nearly impossible to suspend a student for disruption or violence or bad behavior. Why they don't they so allow quick you back then. They were so quick when we were in school. Yeah, now you know, anything doesn't matter. This discipline and or law and order. 
Shit. School, look at it that way. Discipline. People are afraid of basically disciplining kids nowadays because there was a great meme that came out a couple of years ago where it was a student, it was the parents, and it was a teacher. And it said back in the day when the kid had an F, it was basically the parents getting pissed at the kid. <laughs> and then right next to it, it said, today's society, the kid had an F again, but the parents were blaming the teacher. Yeah, that's terrible. No, that's not. How, it, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, dude, that's, that meme alone tells you where we're headed. Teachers should not be blamed for this. Levick mentioned that as well. He was like, fire 30% of the teachers. And for the rest of them, who were the 70% who are great teachers, give them a raise. Oh, I wish that could happen. Seriously, I'll guarantee you, look how everything will change if that happens. Levick, you're not going to have that. Yeah, well, this is a beautiful dream you have, but sorry, not happening. Because it's. Society is changing and it's changing quickly. And if we don't do something about it, I mean, our, our kids are going to be the victim of this. And when you say victim, literally, they're going to be the victim of this. They're going to be changed and molded into something that you're not going to be a big fan of. And if you're going to work and you're worried about your getting your nails done and going out and shopping and doing X, Y, Z, and then you turn around, you know, 15, 20 years later, and your kid's basically this completely different human being than what you thought you raised, you're going to kick yourself in the ass for it. Well, and not only that, it goes beyond the kid. I mean, this is, I mean, really big picture stuff, but we, we like to say uh, you, it's up to, uh, we have to save America. That sounds very That's out racist, there. That's racist, Joe. No, but you, we have to save America because if there's a whole generation of children blinded and abused and being made into an zero responsibility, zero consequences, anything goes, robots who are submissive. And if we're not brave and speak up and course correct what's happening, we're not going to have a country anymore. We're not. America, there's not going to be an America <laughs> anymore. There really isn't. That sounds scary. It's very scary, but that's the reality. We're headed in that direction. No, that's sure. the reality. There's not going to be an America anymore. America, America is a stronghold for the whole world, in a sense, guys. How? We're failing our kids. Still our education system is behind. You're absolutely kids right. Kids are not, our, our America's children are not even passing classes in, with the proficiency level. American children cannot read at the proficiency level percentages that, that we used to. We're falling behind. China's ahead. Everyone, everyone is laughing at us because we, we've been hijacked except, by stupidity. Except for our constitution is strong. Well, but nobody listens to the Constitution. People don't even. That's, people so don't that's even. What they're doing is taking the kids away from the Constitution. Yes, instead of so teaching that they the don't know the Constitution. They're taking them away from the Constitution. I know. But then we still exist. Right. We read the Constitution. Right, but right? we're all gonna die. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. But and that's what they're counting on. That's what they're counting on. I know. This whole pro program they mm -hmm. have going, the agenda they have mm -hmm. going, it's not meant for me and you to. No, See, I know. It's meant for us to talk about, and then once we're gone, our kids might even stand up to it. Right. So what, so let the what country happens? implode on itself? No, no, no. no, no you no. have to... So the Constitution, in my eyes, is such a strong document yes. that's keeping the whole world together because if they take America down, the rest of the populations of the 
other countries, they've already been controlled throughout the, the years. Yeah, but the Constitution is a document. It doesn't do anything if the people don't understand what our rights are and assert those rights. I mean, you walk at these these stupid, idiotic mask, whatever, mask mandate. People don't understand our rights. We don't understand what rights we have as individuals. Yes. And so everyone just caves. Oh, I hate wearing the mask. Then don't comply. No, Jill. Then don't well, wear it. You don't, don't. Here's the thing. I don't understand what the. I, I, I literally walked into my child's orthodontist office and they go, Oh, we need you to put a mask on. I go, Oh, no, no. I go, I, We don't do that anymore. It's, it doesn't make sense. It's not backed in science. We don't do that. Well, we have to. I go, No, no, we don't. And I'm literally standing, and I respect my kid's orthodontist. He's a great orthodontist. But I, the, a secretary sitting at the front, and she goes, well, everyone in this building has to wear a mask. I go, who in this building? I go, you shouldn't let people who do, who do things that don't make sense, you shouldn't let them bully you. And I sat there in the waiting room without a mask. Call the police. They're not going to come over <laughs> a mask. They're like these people think, you. you know what's no, funny? Exactly. Did, they, did they treat your daughter with her mask on? Oh, she would not wears a mask. <laughs> like, what are you Could people you doing? Uh, that, I mean, it's just oh a, it's like their brains have disintegrated. Jill, I drop off my kids, and my kids are the only two not wearing a mask. I know, it's they're pathetic. Not, they're not supposed to be wearing a mask. No. It's lifted. It's pathetic. Yet all the teachers, the crosswalk mm -hmm. in the individuals. Outside. Outside. On public yeah. Grounds. Yeah, we're outside, not on yeah. the school grounds, mm -hmm. yet they're still wearing masks. Because they've been psychologically abused for two years. And that's how you psychologically abuse people and break them down and get their brains to not work clearly and to not function in logic and reason. And that's how you create what I, you know, said was like, quote, unquote, slave society. That's how you do it. All these kids, half of the... when. When my daughters go to dance, half of the kids are still in masks. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, these kids. And, it, like, and the kids are the ones that are the least. Awful. I mean. They've scared everyone. Fear is very powerful. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. But it's like, dude, these these kids, if they get it. let's. And again, we're not saying the virus isn't real. No, yeah, it, it is real. It's they, real for people who are at risk for it and, to be and, very dangerous. Yeah, And the CDC came out and said it, that majority of the people that did pass from it had five or more comorbidities, mm -hmm. meaning five or more underlying issues, whether it's heart disease, diabetes, mm -hmm. any of those basic comorbidities. So, again, yeah, it sped up the process. But, yeah, I mean, it's like these kids, they're as healthy as freaking any of us sitting at this table right now. And for them to be masked up, I mean, it, it's, it's literally, it's ridiculous, especially outdoors, man. I mean, what, what is the point of all that? No, the they've opposite. been brain damaged. Their parents have been brain damaged. They have all been psychologically abused. And then they go to school, and they have some woke teacher saying, now, do you think you're a girl? But you could be a boy. Don't get us started on that. Do they really and do that, that to kids, Jill? Sometimes. I mean, I've heard stories. Like, yes. You're kidding me. No. There's, and there's in California, too, there's, a different, um, there's different schools that have... Posters up at elementary school and middle schools that say, if you are, I mean, I have pictures of them from uh, across the country from our PragerU Kids membership group. Uh, parents will share pictures and uh, they, they say, if your parents 
do not affirm that you might want to change genders, you can come to us and we will allow you to change in the bathroom to reflect your gender identity without your parents' knowledge. Oakland High School. That's who did it. Oakland High School. You're kidding no, me. No, you guys, this is... It's happening, and it's because it's all. It, oh, I can't. Anyway, I have to ask Matt, this question. Matt Walsh is coming out with a a book, which I hope my wife has ordered from me already. Uh, and there's a documentary. Watch the documentary. documentary what is the, Watch the documentary. Matt what is Walsh. a woman? I watched what it. What is I a it. woman? Did you I watch it? it? Okay, don't yeah. say anything. Don't spoil anything. But no, I want to watch it. it. And I've seen snippets of it. And he goes out there and he asks people the, you know, the amazing simple question, what? Is a woman. Watch a documentary. I'm not, and this isn't only that for is our such side. A Everyone complex should question. No, but the most, the most, the most poignant part of the entire documentary is that he has a very frank conversation with a uh, middle-aged woman who transitioned to a man. Yes, and the this person uh, Regret? regretted it and and it literally told him. And I think he shares it on his social media, but he told him. We are abusing children. We are butchering children um, with lies, and I am living proof of it. And 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 he, you, you need to watch a documentary. Yeah, he even showed a scar on his arm. Yeah, from when they, it's um, when you create the male body part, you take a piece out of the person's arm and you create and you the have male a, body part. And you have a sixty percent chance of getting an infection and dying from it. Yeah, but you can't sue or you can't do anything. You no, 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 you need sue. to watch it. Yeah, oh yeah. And they're doing this. So the thing is, is that if you're an adult. I fully acknowledge that you have autonomy over yourself and you can live your life and you can do whatever you see fit to fulfill whatever it is that you need, but do not push that on innocent children who are not developmentally uh, cognizant yeah. of wh- who they... It's crazy. He meant, again, uh, these are snippets of it, but there was, there was one person that he was interviewing who was a doctor, quote-unquote doctor, what kind and of doctor? Pediatrician. And oh, he shit. asked her, he said, you know, when does a child realize that they might be the opposite sex? And she says, oh, as, as young as like four or five years old. And he says, does a child at the age of four or five still believe in Santa Claus? She goes, yeah, they do. Well, is Santa Claus real? Well, no, he's not. It's like, all right, if the child's mental... Because he's, he's living in a fantasy well, world. Well, Santa Claus is not real. <laughs> But see, he's at my house. <laughs> but see, I know where he was going with this, and, I, and, and I can't wait to watch it. But the fact that he's saying the kid is living in a kind of fantasy world where they believe in Santa Claus, they believe in the Tooth Fairy, they believe in certain things. When that child's brain develops and matures, they're going to come out and they're going to basically understand that okay, Santa Claus wasn't real, the Tooth Fairy wasn't real, it was really mom and dad. So that kid saying that, oh, I want to be a boy, oh, I want to be a girl, that brain is not fully developed no. yet. And it begins to fully develop when, you know, as, as time goes on more and more and they get older. And, you know, when they're teenagers, they start talking about puberty blockers. Yeah, it's really, yeah, you have to watch the documentary. Yeah, it's insane, bro. I mean, imagine, imagine it stops the kid from going through puberty. And they and they think it's only sexual stuff that's happening to them. No, the when a kid goes through puberty, it's body horm- it's hormonal, it's body changes, it's muscle mass, it's everything. Voice, and you're stopping it. You're putting a pause on it. Bullshit. 
And in California, and it can be reversed. Supposedly, no, it's bullshit. But in California, there are certain camps that want children to be able to make that decision without parental consent. Gender dysphoria is a real thing. It is a real thing, and it's sad that people are brushing it under the rug, and they're not talking more and more about it. Jill, Jill, one question I have for you: How many genders are there? Two. Oh, okay. We just. I to ask that question. That was sometimes. quick. And there can be, there are tomboys and there are guys who like to That's play fine. with Barbies and I, totally fine. I, I have zero day, problem with it. At the end of the day, there I is really, I really, I sincerely have zero problem with it. I think everyone should be free to play what they want, to wear what they want to wear. But when it comes to changing your anatomy <laughs> surgically as for a child, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's abuse. And I know for a fact, psychologically, especially for a guy, getting rid of it, cutting it off, throwing it out. Okay, this is past my... Okay. I know. <laughs> psychologically, do you know what I'll, that'll do to somebody, dude? Sorry, Jill. But then at the end of the day, is this cut, person prepared? Cut, cut, cut. Back to school. Back. Okay, school, guys. Forget... Arno, you took here's that my, one. Here's my thing. Here, honestly, with the big takeaway now. Because I do have to. I, I know, oh no, no. We're, we're, we're at that hour 15 mark. I, was, gonna, uh, I know. I, uh, no. In, uh, here's the, the, the big takeaways are it is imperative that parents be involved and knowledgeable and, and, and it really informed and do our homework. And it's, it's, it's hard to do and it's a pain in the butt and it takes time and nobody has time for it. But we really have to be locked in and engaged about what's happening in our kids' schools. We do need to forge relationships with our kids, with our kids' teachers and principals and start from a very partnership-oriented place. And if you – but but you have to be brave and to really – really have conviction to stand up for your values and say, this is my child. And if something is age inappropriate that really conflicts with your values, you need to call them out and say, you're not being inclusive. 100%. You're not being inclusive. What happened to your diversity, equity, and inclusion program? You're not being inclusive. <laughs> Joe, it's always a pleasure having you it's on. So I know, fun. I know, you, I know you. you're on time crunch. And dude, we, all, we almost, we, I'm not going to say we're going to cancel the show, but you know, some I know. I got a, I kind of got the vibe that you wanted to cancel. No, but no, 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 no. We had to ch- we had to do a time change. But it- I am a real mother with real children who I need to go home and their grandma's watching them. Thank you to the grandma watching them. But it is a, it is a real thing. And I work full time now and life is super complicated. Yeah. Well, <laughs> again, trying. thank you for being with us. We're thank you for having thank us you. on. Uh, and listen, we're going to have you back again. I hope so. You know, today was again, you know, Kind of Jill Simonian coming out and talking <laughs> about really all nice. this stuff about school and kids. Oh. But, you know, as, as time goes on and, you know, more and more stuff is coming out and more information is coming out, we'd love to have you back to discuss about Thank more, you. You know, more about this. But, Thank you. Everybody, uh, everybody can find me um, at PragerU.com slash kids. Get your kids watching educational, entertaining content so that when they see the garbage delivered to them in their classrooms, they can say, hey, that's garbage. And I learned that America is this, 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 and what this person is telling me really is garbage. Yeah, my four-year-old, when we went to the doctor, pediatrician the other day, you know what she said? They asked, they, were, they gave her a mask. They said, here you go, sweetie, put on a mask. She goes, we don't wear masks. This oh! is yucky. And I'm like, I love it. 
Love right. well done, well done, well done. But that's how it starts. You have to be brave. Proud of my four-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, oh. guys, really quick announcement before we call the show. Um, we will be back next week, next Monday. We have another special guest with us. Uh, also, June 21st, yes. we will be live at The Famous. We will be doing a live show. Uh, everybody is invited. Yes, Literally. there is no limitations, guys. Well, limitations as in capacity-wise depends on what The Famous could handle, but we'll be doing a live show with our audience, with our viewers, you guys will be basically pulled into the hot seat as well. You'll sit down with us. You'll chit-chat with us. And it'll be a live show June 21st. The poster is out. Uh, Meet and greet starts at 6 p.m. Though. Correct. And then 7.30 will go live. So for those of you that have been sending us messages disagreeing with us on any of the topics we discuss, 6 to 7.30, we are open to hearing you in person. Some of you are too embarrassed to come out and say it out loud. All of those people, please, we have the time set up for you, 6 to 7.30 on the 21st. And then if you want to go live with us, 7.30, the mics go hot. There you go. Uh, guys, again, follow Jill. She's on Instagram. She's on Facebook. Follow PragerU. Uh, talk to your kids. Talk to your kids. Talk to your kids. Uh, there you go. Uh, other than that, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Peace.